From frump to fox, how dressing up is showing up. Looking sharp and feeling great is within your reach, no matter your age, size, or budget. You can learn to dress for success. In this video, Susan Salter, image consultant and personal stylist, goes over four tips on making small changes in your wardrobe that will significantly change your overall attitude and self-confidence. Learn how dressing up is a metaphor for showing up in your life. Looking for a way to step up your game in work and in life? Watch now for simple ways to pull together no matter what you wear. I'm so excited to bring you Susan Salter today. And make sure you let others know about the Wellness Driven Life Show. Make sure that you subscribe and get notifications of when we have our upcoming guests. Share that we have great content. And so I want to welcome you all on the Wellness Driven Live. Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You've heard it before, but it's so true. How you present yourself without saying a single word establishes to others who you are at first sight. First impressions matter. Susan Salter helps success leaders and entrepreneurs juggle every aspect of their busy lives to be better positioned for success. She's a connector. She's built a network of high-end designers and luxury brands to call upon to service her clients quickly. Susan's clients continually see results in their bottom line. She's got unique gifts of seeing what you might not see yourself. Things holding you back from stepping up into your next level of success. Whether it's wearing the right power outfit for your body shape and coloring or upgrading your accessories so you can upgrade your clientele. Please help me welcome Susan Salter. Hi, Susan. Hello, April. How are you? I'm great. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. You are so talented and gifted. I, I remember how much you have encouraged me and helped me during a time where I was like, I don't know how to show up. <laughs> and you were right there holding my hand and it, it was wonderful. So could you share with the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. And I remember that um, uh, time very well. It was very fun. Um, so I am the founder of Lifestyle by Susan. We are a lifestyle brand. Um, and what that means is I really take care of the whole person. Um, I am a certified uh, life and style coach. I was former corporate. I was in the retail banking world for over 30 years. I was, uh, when I retired um, about four years ago, I was a uh, senior director. So I've been around professional people all my life, and I've seen the impact of how you present yourself and what that means um, when it comes to first impressions. Um, mobility, um, how you can um, move up the ladder in your career, et cetera. And now as an entrepreneur, I see that per you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I am a business owner and I see in my clients who are business owners, how important it is to uh, be your brand. And that comes with how you 
appear appear physically um, to your clients. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Yes, I agree with that. And I know that we've talked a little bit about, you know, how we show up and I know that through your experiences, you had, you had some battles with how you show up with your thoughts and emotions, Mm -hmm. right? And so could you, could you tell us a little bit about, um, how do you manage your thoughts and emotions during challenging times? Yeah, that's a great question. And that really is where it begins, right? Um, The one thing that you can do uh, when it comes to managing thoughts and emotions um, and is something that that, you know, I've learned and and it's a tool that you never stop using. You have to use it all the time. So we have a very primal brain, um, which is that fight or flight, which is Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. brain that wants to keep you safe. Um, That's where those negative thoughts will come in. And I don't care how confident you are. I don't care how much you, you know, strengthen that muscle. Those negative thoughts are going to come in. It's just going to happen. It's how we're built. There's nothing we can really do about it um, coming in. Now, what we do with those thoughts once they enter our brain, that's where we can make the changes. And that's what makes all the difference. So what I recommend, um, what I do myself and I um, recommend to my clients is doing a thought download. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. So every recommended because, you know, you're kind of fresh, you're getting ready to start your day, you want to start the day off on a good foot, right? So what I do is, you know, feed the cat because if he's not fed, you know, the day will go, (laughs) the day just goes downhill from there. So, oh um, yeah. Well, if, if he's anything like mine, he will let you know and you, you can't even have oh, yeah. coffee. Yeah. There is no peace until the cat is fed. Right. So yeah. the cat gets fed and then, um, I just make myself a cup of coffee. I sit, um, I, I, you know, make sure that I'm in a quiet space where I can kind of think and there's no distractions and I just get out my journal and I just start writing down exactly what I'm thinking, the good, the bad, the ugly. Don't hold back. Don't sugarcoat it. Just write exactly what you're thinking because only you are going to see this list. Yeah. And then reflect back on that list. And if you see anything negative there or anything that's you know, I'm not really feeling confident today, or I don't really feel I have, you know, 
all these things to do today and I just don't have a lot of energy and I really don't, I'm not confident or comfortable with how I'm going to show up. All of that stuff. What I recommend is then you go back to that list and anything that is, you know, more on the negative side or the, the limiting belief side, because mm. what it is, it's a limiting belief. Um, ask yourself, is that ultimately true? And 99.9% of the time, it's not going to be true. So it's mm. almost having like a reflection back mm. at what you've put down on paper. And you're basically saying to, to yourself, is that really true? If I really thought about this, do I really feel that way? And then what I do is I turn it around and I change it into something positive, you know? Yeah. I'm going to, you know, take the day by storm. I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be my best. You know, all of those kinds of motivating things that you can do for yourself. And it's this little conversation back and forth you're having with yourself. Um, but again, these thoughts are in your mind. So they're your thoughts. So you work through them, turn them around, and it just gives you that little motivation to get you through the day. I I love that. And what I what I really enjoy is how real you are about <laughs> well, feeding the cat first off. Because uh first things first, right? The the distractions in life and and what is done. And I can relate that with, to that with my cat. But really it's just I, I love how authentically you can show up in that and really just dumping out mentally like the mind dump or the, or the morning writings that it's all of it. It's everything that comes into your mind, good or bad, but write it all down mm -hmm. and reflecting on that. That's a really powerful tip. I appreciate that. And yeah, exactly. And one more thing I'll show you yeah. on my computer. And I don't know if this is going to be backwards, but it says I am in demand. People are lined up to work with me. So I oh, have these powerful. little notes and I have one in the bathroom on my mirror in the bathroom and little things like that just throughout the day. So I have my morning routine with my thought download, but then I'm at my computer for the most part of the day. I'm in the bathroom a lot, you know, getting ready, whatever. I have these little post-it notes to remind me throughout the day. Mm. That that is really good advice. I've known a lot of people who are excelling greatly and same thing. They have a ton of posted notes all over the place, just those positive reminders because our minds are constantly going. It's just like when you, you know, do the brain dump, it's both positive and negative because our thoughts are going so fast that you're getting everything. Mm -hmm. And we are constantly having discussions with ourselves. So super great. Can you tell me a little bit what I want to know your story, Susan, about what what made you shift um, to really start putting in this work to you know become an entrepreneur yourself? I know you come from the corporate scene. And mm -hmm. so I know that personally, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about what was it? Yeah, sure. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I was in um, corporate corporate for about 30 years. And probably around four years prior to me retiring in corporate, I just started to think about, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to do this until, um, you know, 60-ish, which is what I originally thought. And my mind started to shift into, you know, this doesn't, this isn't really, it had its purpose, right? but it's not really serving me anymore. And I really don't want to go through life being miserable because we spend a lot of time at work. We spend time with the people at work more than we do our families. So we really have to love it in order to, you know, get up every day with, you know, momentum and all of that stuff. So I really just started to think, um, I want to do something more creative. I want to do something where I'm actually empowering women. Um, one of the things that I really loved about my corporate career, especially towards the end, was leading and managing my teams and mentoring the young women coming up in the corporate world. Because we as women see a lot of different things throughout our um, 
you know, careers, right? There's a lot of things that we have to navigate and things like that. Um, so I always loved supporting the younger women and giving them tips and, you know, they would come to me with, I have this situation, you know, maybe they're not getting along with someone, whatever the case may be. And I just loved, um, giving them advice and, and, and sharing my failures with them. And if I had, you know, basically if I had to, uh, to do it over, this is how I would handle it. And this is how I would recommend knowing what I know now this is my advice to you on how to handle a certain situation or things like that. So I love that. So right when we were going down um, into lockdown in the whole, you know, kind of COVID um, era, um, that's when I pulled the bandaid, ripped the bandaid off and I gave my notice and it was a perfect time. It was almost like something in me was like, the world is changing, you know, yeah change is coming. We're not going to be the same after this. We're definitely different in it. Um, You know, no one in our lifetime has ever seen anything like this. So I'm like, you know what, this is the perfect time to Mm. sort of cut the ties. So that's what I did. And then I used that time when we were in lockdown to get my certifications in both life and style coaching and Um, basically start my business. So it was perfect timing. Yeah. That is that that was a that was a great push for some people who are really able to, I think, have still within that have this positive futuristic outlook within Mm -hmm. the unknown during that time. So that was a very bold decision I feel like you made and and having a lot of faith within that because you know, I talked to a lot of people and and some people made the transition during that time. But I think I think some people kind of hung out for a little bit. You know, they're like, mm, I'm not so sure what's going to happen. Are we all going to die? <laughs> no, like, right, right. What's going to happen? So I don't really want to move. And I think so many people were frozen. And yeah. so for those who actually chose to take steps right in the time and not wait until after where it felt safe um, is pretty cool. Um, so we're going to go to a quick commercial and then, um, I want to go over a little bit about, you know, what other steps that you can take to regain control over your life. So we'll talk about that when we come back. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Okay, so we're back. And yeah, I really want to talk about, you know, out of that experience that you had and really making the forward movements out of COVID, what steps would you suggest to have that forward movement during change? Yeah, I would say just um, trust your gut, you know, intuition. We've heard it before, um, but it really is true. Um, and that was very prevalent when it, during this time for me. There was just something in my gut that was telling me you know, even though it was scary, I was doing this in a crazy time in our lives. Um, something was telling me that, you know, this is the right time to, as I said, rip the bandaid off and kind of go into the next season of my life. So I would say trust your intuition, trust your gut. Um, <clears throat> also, you know, so many times we get, you know, sort of comfortable. Right. And, you know, although we have hopes and dreams and we want to do this and that, if we haven't done that, right, and we've kind of followed what society and and what others have told us we should be doing, um, Mm -hmm. again, it takes a very, like you said, it takes, it is a bold move to kind of step away from that not knowing what was going to happen. So even though, you know, it, it, it seems, and it was, you know, a confident move for me to, 
retire at that time, I had no idea what was going to happen on the other side. So sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith um, and just and just trust, you know, and know that there's support out there for you, that you don't have to, even though you're making this big, bold decision, <clears throat> there's others out there to support you along the way and seek out those people that are going to support you because you'll need it. Yeah. So what would you say are, are good tactics or advice for those who, you know, choose to make that bold step and they choose to make this big decision and this leap of faith, you know, how to keep control of that, you know, and stay on that same path without, you know, being like, oh, you know, I, I just don't know if this is a good idea. And they act. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say um, being an entrepreneur is a thousand times harder than being in a high level corporate job. I mean, I thought it was difficult, you know, being a, a director in a male dominated field, and et cetera, et cetera. Being an entrepreneur is, you know, hard. It's but we do it for a reason. You know, we have a purpose, we have our mission, we, you know, figuring out who we want to serve and why we want to serve them, right? Staying close to that and reminding yourself when the times do get hard, why you did this in the first place and all of the people that you are helping kind of gives you that little push when you're ready to just throw in the towel because, oh my gosh, this isn't working. You know, I'm launching this, this or that, and nobody's signing up or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I don't care how successful you are. I mean, I'm early in my entrepreneurship, so my business isn't anywhere near what I envision it to be, you know, three, four, five years down the road. But you're going to have successes and you're going to have failures, but those failures are your teachable moments. So pay attention to when things fail, because that is even more important than what brought you whatever success you're going to have. Oh, that's brilliantly said. I, I think I couldn't agree with you more to pay attention to the failures because there's so many lessons in those. And, you know, I want to, I want to wrap it around again, you know, to, you know, the relationship between our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and, you know, you really did take this, this leap. And now how you show up. So going into this is really exciting. Um, and I, cause I, cause I want to talk a lot about how you run your business and you know the reason you went this direction because you went into how we show up mm -hmm. and press so um you know I, I would love to know a little bit about that how what made you decide to go into you know how we how we look and how you present yourself yeah so before i went into corporate i had dreams of going into fashion I actually went, started out in college um, getting a fashion degree. And I wanted to, I'm, in, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm close to New York City. And I wanted to go to New York City and get a big girl job at a big department store. I wanted to be a buyer mm -hmm. um, in a fancy, for a fancy department store. Um, life, you know, um, has, has pivots, as we know. So I didn't end up doing that. But. I've always stayed interested and sort of connect, connected in, in various different ways to that industry. So mm -hmm. while I had my corporate job and I was kind of, you know, working my way down that path, um, I was also staying in tune with what was going on in the fashion world. And as a child, I'm the youngest um, of four and I have three older brothers. So I'm the only girl in the wow. family. Yes. But one thing my mother always, um, one memory I have of, of the two of us is she would get her Vogue magazine every month and she and I would sit down on the couch and we Aww. would look at the magazine together. So 
And, you know, I came from very blue collar upbringing, not affluent at all. But my mother, once I became a teenager, would take me to New York City. That was probably, you know, my first experience of New York. And she would take me into Saks Fifth Avenue and Bergdorf Goodman's and mm. all these fancy stores. Wow. Now, my mom um, is a great seamstress. It wasn't what she did um, for her job, but it's what she did for, you know, her kind of hobby or that's what kind of calmed her. So she made a lot of her own clothes and a lot of my clothes when I was a little girl. So when we would go into these stores, she would basically turn the clothes she would embarrass me to be honest, but she would make the clothes and she would turn them inside out and explain to me how they were made and oh, look wow. at this detail and look at that detail. And so I grew up with this appreciation for how things are made for the finer things, mm -hmm. this fabric versus that fabric, mm -hmm. this store versus that store. And my mom always said to me that she did that because she wanted me to realize that there were options out there for me in life. Oh, yeah. That I didn't have to stay in my small little world that we grew up in, that there was a big world out there. Um, so as an adult now, you know, of course, I, I greatly appreciate that. But, but I've always had this sort of taste for not even the it's not even about money it's about a certain lifestyle like fresh flowers on your table um you know lighting a candle you know just different things that you can do in your um environment that sort of up levels mm -hmm. your life um so and then when i got into corporate um i always like to get dressed up again i love fashion so i was always probably overdressed at work especially oh my gosh when we went to um business casual i was like i don't even know what that means i had like a panic <laughs> moment you know because i'm like what does that mean like i don't know what that means because i was wearing the suits and the mm -hmm. dresses and the heels and you know the full makeup which i love that's you know was kind of like my armor um so when we went business casual you know some went to the extreme <laughs> You know, where I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, do they even look in the mirror before they leave the house? They look like they, you know, they just woke up, uh -huh. um, you know, but I or, I, or, I or what I like to call wall Martians yeah. to say on yeah. with such a large audience. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. you know, and I did scale it back a little bit, but um, but I still wore the heels. Maybe I was wearing dress pants and, a, you know, nice blouse instead of a suit or a, you know, fancy dress or anything like that. But but I realized that I was not going to change who I was and what made me feel good just because the dress code changed. Yeah. You know, I I sort of have always known again through through my upbringing, through my training in fashion and all of that, I just always knew what I liked and how, what made me feel good. And I never shied away from that to, to fit into any kind of societal mold. I think you have absolutely stepped into something that, that you are obviously very passionate about. And I think, thank you so much for sharing your story about your mother in showing you an appreciation of and differences of things, mm -hmm. you know, and giving you this bigger picture of possibilities that you don't have to stay, you know, you know, in maybe a lower mm -hmm. aspect, you know, you know, there's, there's bigger, better things, there's differences. And I think that's really cool. And what I <laughs> loved especially was how you talked about that the way that you dressed was your armor. I, mm -hmm. I, you know, what a cool way to think of it. And it makes so much sense. You know, I think that we humans have to, you know, like it's nice to have those little things where we, we can show up more confidently, whatever that may be. I, you know, I, I use that example for, you know, when, when I was in law enforcement, when we put on that uniform, we mm -hmm. were in that badge, we were a different person. That was our armor, you right. know, and then, and, you know, you, 
or like when you do the Superman pose, it's a similar thing, but it's just putting yourself into this, you know, a different state of being and how you want to go up. Especially when I was like coming up in corporate, um, you know, it can be very intimidating when you are in that environment. And I was young when I, you know, when I entered into corporate, but, but how I dressed made me feel more confident than I really was. So again, going back to that mindset in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot, you know, all the things that were going through my mind, but, but I knew I looked confident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just that is what kind of helps you, even when you don't think, you know, you don't feel like you're confident the way that you dress and the way that you present yourself is giving you that extra little bit of confidence because that's what people see. You're, you're not even opening your mouth yet. They're just looking at you and everyone judge judges. It's just a fact we're humans, right? So someone looks at you for the first time, they're going to form an opinion about you. Okay. Which I, is not I, fair, I agree with but you. It's, but it's, It's a human response. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to another brief commercial. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you, why do you feel it's essential to dress up? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. All right. So I know we talked a little bit about, and I know that you briefly already have gone over this, but really, why do you feel that it's essential to dress up? Yeah, I think it's dressing up as a form of self-respect. I believe that is uh, a quote from Tom Ford, one of my favorite designers. (laughs) Mm. So really it is respecting you. It starts with you, right? So you don't want to dress up for anybody else. You want to start with you. What makes you feel good? What do you feel comfortable in? What do you feel confident in? And it's a form of self-care and self-respect. So that's where it starts. And then from there, um, obviously, it's making a good impression on others. Because again, 
before you even open your mouth. They're giving you the once over. They're forming an opinion about you. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, are you pulled together? Are you sloppy? Do you look like you just got out of bed? Or do you look like you put a little effort? If if someone looks at you, that maybe they're just meeting you for the first time. You haven't said anything yet. You're just walking into a room. If you don't look pulled together, then that's going to be a direct reflection on who you are as a person, right? So if, you know, for example, you look like you haven't bathed, and I'm going to be give you an extreme example, but if it looks like you haven't taken a shower in four days and your hair's a mess and, you know, you haven't taken care of your skin, so you're Maybe your skin is dry and your, you know, your clothes are wrinkled and you look frumpy. What do you think that person is going to think about you? Right. And, you know, especially if, you know, there's someone who maybe you want to collaborate with or you want to form a partnership with on a professional level or you're out in the dating world and you maybe it's an online, you know, you met them online. So you're meeting for the first time. I mean, what do you think that person is going to think about you if you don't have enough self-respect to look pulled together? So maybe, and turned around the other way in a self-reflection, you know, how is it, you know, when we show up, the way that we show up externally is reflective on our internal. So when we oh, talk yeah. about <clears throat> our our overall well-being, you know, I, I think that it may be a direct reflection of that, you yeah, know, and how, if we, how we feel. Yeah, exactly. If you're not showing up, um, you're, in, you know, your best, then what does that say about how you feel about yourself? Yeah. You know? And I think that, um, so those are all, all really great points and it makes perfect sense that that would be an essential item. So for somebody who's really wanting to, you know, they're, they're already in the new creation stage of their life. They're like, I am done with the old self. (laughs) I'm coming out into the new self but they don't know exactly know how that is. And I think this is where you come in, Susan. This is where you come into people's lives where they care and they want to show up, you know, in the best way possible and in the most confident way possible. So they feel good because they're ready to show up. Right. So they really want to, you know, be able to, to reflect that now. And um, so can you tell me how has dressing up helped you in your life? And, you know, I guess, you know, maybe I don't even need to go into that question, honestly, because I think you kind of went over that with your mom and how she showed you that and you did it at work. And so I'm not going to ask you that question. Let me retract. (laughs) Um, This is a great one. Susan, who is one person, you know, who always rocks their outfits? and inspires you to dress up even more. Who inspires you? There's so many. Um, Well, like I mentioned before, Tom Ford is one of my favorite designers. And um, anytime I watch his runway shows, I'm just so inspired. Now, some of his clothes are a little over the top. He's very, um, he's, he, I love his um, philosophy and aesthetic on just this beautiful, amazing lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I I resonate with that um, about having a beautiful life, not just dressing up, but like everything around you, trying to make it as beautiful as possible and just surrounding yourself with beauty, going to art museums and you know, whatever your thing is, just um, walking through a garden with beautiful flowers. So what inspires me is, you know, anybody walking on the fashion runway, like a Tom Ford show, the women who are just, you know, walking that catwalk and just very um, confident. Um, 
And it's not just people that inspire me. Like I said, like a garden, like the colors, the texture of the flowers, the different shapes of the petals, um, artwork. Um, I love, um, uh, from an art perspective, I love cubism, which is kind of like, um, uh, I forget the, um, the artist's name at the moment, but it's, it's like the little blocks that are all in different kind of um, spaces with different. I can't recall either, but I can picture it. (laughs) But um, things like that inspire me. Um, I'm a, I love Diane von Fostenberg and what she, her whole story is amazing. And the wrap dress that she designed that sort of kicked off her career. And she's now like well into her seventies, but just, you know, um, she designed that wrap dress in the 70s, um, sort of when we were going into the um, feminine movement, mm-hmm. and she designed that dress as female, as the representation of female empowerment. So I love that. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of different things that I've been exposed to in my life that just inspire me. I actually met Tamara Mellon, who is was the co-founder, she has since sold it, was the co-founder of Jimmy Choo Shoes. Mm. Um, oh my she, gosh, you're speaking my language. Uh, and she now <laughs> started, um, several years ago, she started her own shoe line called Tamara Mellon. They're amazing shoes. Uh, highly recommend. Now. Highly recommend. And they're not as expensive as, as Jimmy Choo's, which is nice. But I went early on in my entrepreneurial journey. I started attending conferences just so I could be around women business owners. And I went to um, a conference in New York and that's where I met Tamara and I sat down and I talked to her for like 15 minutes. She is such a cool chick. She (laughs) is probably in her late fifties and she's just got this, um, she wears the wireframe glasses. She's just like a um, elevated hippie look, but it's very luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. You know, I, that doesn't even sound way... like it should go in the same sentence, but oh gosh, I, I feel like you got to be cool to make the the incredible designs that they oh, have. Yeah. yeah, she was amazing. And um, I remember saying to her, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. I was probably, you know, in my, well, I, well, I was like 56 at the time. And I remember saying to her, look, I'm, I'm former corporate. I'm on this entrepreneurial journey. I want to empower women. I want to incorporate fashion, like, but I don't really at this point know what I'm doing. And it's so scary. And she said, just do it. Ah, uh, Just get in the game. Just you know, and she said, don't worry about how old you are. You can do it at any, you know, you can start anything at any age. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank she you for sharing cool. that. I love that she's she cool said lady. that to you. Just but do she, it. Style wise, she's amazing. <laughs> well, I really love your, you have such a beautiful, well-rounded perspective on things when it comes to style and that it's not only um, in your expression of yourself, but it's the expression of your environment. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate that you bring that up. And, you know, because it's not just on, you know, if, if I dress myself up really well, but my surroundings are a nightmare, like, where's the balance in that? So, um, I, I really like that. And seeing the beauty in your surroundings and in nature, it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, like my office has to be organized. And I mean, it's not always perfect, but, you know, your physical space, it has a lot to do with your energy and your where you are mentally. So in order to be creative and productive, mm. you know, I need to have a nice sort of area to work. Um, so is so that, all of that makes makes a difference. Yeah. And and does that come up in the way that you coach people, I would imagine? I mean, do you go into oh, yeah. Yeah. all of those 
That is yeah. I always really, say really clear cold. clear the clutter, clear your mind. Yeah, clear the clutter, clear your mind. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go into another break, another commercial, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about you and about the services that you provide. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to be excited to hear it. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to kimjacobsconsulting.com. It's right there on the screen, kimjacobsconsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No, opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kim is wonderful. Uh, Susan and I both are very close to Kim. We all met at the same time. And yesterday I had the pleasure of having Carmel on mm -hmm. the show as well. So mm -hmm. it's just, we've got this really great powerhouse of, of women and friendship within that. So yeah, we are here for you and, for and sure. we're a power powerhouse. So I want to share, I love that you filled out um, my questionnaire here about a fun fact, fun hobby, fun food, bucket list, something unique about you. <laughs> and your answer is, is that I'm a big music fan. And while I love all kinds of music, I like certain rap artists like Kendrick Lamar, who share his successes and challenges through his lyrics. I love it when someone uses an artistic outlet to heal and, you know, learning more about you, it's very fitting to hear this about you. I mean, as much as you appreciate, you know, the arts and, and your surroundings. So it would make sense then that you also have an ear for, for sound and what you hear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And I do. I like, I like um, artists that have a story to tell um, mm -hmm. that, you know, um, heal their pain through their music sharing their stories. Um, I think, you know, gosh, what a, what a great way, you know, to really um, reflect on, you know, different things that the artist has done and kind of has come around. Um, 
So yeah, I'm very um, attracted to that kind of music, storytelling per se. Yeah. And I want to, I want to find out a little bit more about the services that you offer. I want to, you know, highlight that here shown on, if you're watching this, you know, with your eyes and you can see Susan's, you know, website and connect with her there and find out more. It's a beautiful website. I was checking it out um, a couple days ago and I'm like, wow. And, and again, how fitting, you know, and, and so it really shows how you show up and how you serve others and really what they're going to get from you. And also it's the information is always in the description link, but Susan, can you tell me a little bit about your services or tell the audience? Sure. So um, Lifestyle by Susan. Susan is a lifestyle management firm. And as you've heard, I'm really about all aspects of your life, um, particularly if you're um, in a phase where maybe you're stuck, you want more out of life, but you just don't know where to go. Um, and typically my um, clients are women, um, usually uh, from 45 on. Because at that part of your life, you're really going through a lot of transformations um, and a lot of transitions. Maybe you're empty nesters. Um, maybe you are going through a divorce. Most women go through divorce between the ages of 45 and 55. Um, I was a little earlier than that. I was around 41 when that happened to me. But, um, you know, sometimes women just want, you know, they're like tired of. Let me explain to you this way. As women, we spend a lot of time in our lives, especially early on, taking care of others. Maybe we have a family or maybe we have family members that we're taking care of or we're always there for our girlfriends, you know, when they're when they need a shoulder to cry on. Um, and I think something hits us when we reach that, you know, kind of 45 plus age where it's like now's my time, you know, I want to start mm -hmm. doing things for me. Maybe it's finding love. Maybe it's changing careers. Maybe it's thinking about starting your own business. Um, you know, all of those different things. So that's usually where my clients kind of, that's, you know, sort of where they sit in that phase of their life. And then what I do is, I, through my life coaching um, skills, I first and foremost got to get the mind right. So we work on shifting mentally from the old place of constantly taking care of others, never putting themselves first to, yes, I deserve it. Yes, it's now my time and feeling comfortable because I think another thing women feel uncomfortable about is putting themselves first because we're so used to taking care of others. And that is not something that you just flip a switch and your mind is like, okay, now it's my time. You know, we've got all kinds of baggage and things that we carry that makes that transition, that mindset transition difficult. So we start there. From there, it's okay. You're starting to feel a little more confident. You, you're getting comfortable with putting yourself first. What do you want to do now? What is your legacy? What is your purpose? What do you want to do? So we start working in that phase. And then once we get through that phase, then it's, all right, you're ready to take the world by storm. You know what you want. You know you're worth it. You know how to manage your mind because that's an everyday um, task. And um, now it's how do you physically want to present yourself as the new Susan Salter or April mm. Chavez? You know, it's how yeah. do you want to present yourself as this new, I'm ready to take on the world person. So then uh. we start working about working less where the fashion comes in and what kind of environment do you want to be in, those types of things. So it is really a you know, cocoon to a butterfly. Yeah. Process. I, what I, what I like to say often and, and especially recently as I've gone through, 
you know, yet another transition as change is constant. <laughs> uh, I like to say that we're, we're constantly reinventing ourselves mm-hmm. and to not be afraid of that. I, you know, even I was listening to a Tony Robbins thing and he brings it up as well is that, you know, so much of our identity is these belief systems that we have. And I don't think people understand, not a lot of us do, is that that can change. We can change our belief systems. We don't have to be this certain identity and show up a certain way, uh, you know, and and so we're always reinventing. And I think that's so lovely. Susan, I did bring up your website. Would you like me to show it and share the screen? Yeah, sure. Sure. That would be great. Okay. There we go. Okay. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to just have you guide me. Um, let's see. There we go. Ah, now I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think that... Um, you can just guide me through what, what you want me to, I know that you shared one picture, um, mm-hmm. but I just want to show everybody this beautiful layout. And, you know, I love how the styles that you're showing up in and how confident you look, it's just a, a mm-hmm. lovely, lovely layout. And yeah. So, so my three real pillars of my business is, is life coaching, the personal styling, and then this luxury concierge service. And that's mm-hmm. the newest part of my business. Um, the luxury yes. concierge service is really about um, what, so thinking about the, the cocoon to the butterfly, once you are, you know, you've transformed and, and any kind of woman that's in maybe a high power situation where there are movers in their shakers, they're active in their community, they have high power jobs, a lot of times they need help managing their life. A lot of people get coaches to help them with running, you know, running their business or, you know, an executive coach if they're, you know, a, a C-suite level um, corporate woman. But managing their day to day and guiding them through those aspects, there's not a whole lot of support there. So um, that's what I help um these high, you know, movers and shakers, um, women, um, Mm. do, and that could be personal shopping. Maybe they have their eye on a rare handbag that they want, or they have a gift that they need to get, and they really want it to be something special. So I can help source that. Mm. Um, also, um, creating beautiful spaces. And we talked about clearing the clutter. Yeah. Um, Part of my service is also doing that. And then um, starting next year, I'm going to be doing um, women uh, retreats. Yeah, I see that. I was seeing the mastermind retreats. Wow. Yeah. So really bringing women together um, in a beautiful place where you can take time for yourself, right? Mm. And as women the group of women are going to share stories, share um, their successes, their failures, you know, get some feedback from the ladies in the group and really just take the time to break bread with other amazing women and learn from each other and just spend time luxuriating and taking care of yourself. Yes. I know that. Um, I don't know. Is it on your site? I, re- I remember that you told me, I thought that you said it was on your site, but you just recently had an experience um, interacting with Oprah. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm part of the Oprah Daily um, membership um, because I really like um, Oprah. I like what, you know, she um you know, stands for and, you know, all the help that she has given many people um, throughout their lives. Um, And um, they do a live um, class. It's like a class, she calls it a classroom um, once a month, and there's a certain subject. And the subject um, one month was how to live a life of service. 
Mm-hmm. And through past experience um, with my son, who was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's disease when he was 10 years old, I got very involved in pediatric oncology mm-hmm. and, and still very active in pediatric oncology. So when they were looking for um, uh, participants to come to the live show, um, virtual show, I filled out a form. Long story, so, long story short, they interviewed me and I was one of the um, people selected. So it was a very cool experience. Um, Oprah was there. Um, and um, I think there were five of us sort of on the panel. And we all just talked about what living a life of service meant to us, how we got involved um, how it's changed our lives. How do we incorporate living a life of service, you know, into every um, aspect of our lives? So when my son was sick, I remember, you know, kind of just saying, look, whether he lives or dies, I will always give back to this community because they really do become like family. Yeah. And he and he's 34. He's doing well. Great. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so oh, that's great. So that was a great experience. What was your biggest takeaway out of that experience? You know, I think it was just, there's so many looking back at the other people who were participating, mm-hmm. there's just so many people in the world that we don't even know about that are doing amazing things and impacting so many lives. It was just, it was just great. Uh, that's wonderful. And you have uh, written a book mm-hmm. or you've been in, is, was it a, was it your own book? No, I participated. I'm, partici- I'm okay. one of the co-authors. Great. Okay. So you are a co-author in a book titled Life Boosts, Volume 4, mm-hmm. and that your chapter is titled Snap Out of It. Can you talk to us a little bit about that chapter that you wrote? Yeah, sure. So my chapter is called Snap Out of It, um, how, to, how to Stop Self-Sabotaging Yourself. And a lot of the concept of that chapter that I wrote is really about what we've been talking about, particularly around the mindset stuff. Um, if you let those negative thoughts just keep festering and festering and festering, what you're really doing is self-sabotaging yourself, Mm. right? So forget anybody external who could have a negative impact on you. A lot of times we're our own worst enemy, right? And if we allow that self-doubt and that negative talk to overtake us, we're going to be stuck. We're not going to get anywhere. We're going to sit in that kind of cycle of negative thinking and we're not going to break through and do the amazing things that we were put on this earth to do. So my whole chapter was about um, how to break through that whole self-sabotage stage. And again, it's it's Mm. about starting with the mindset, doing the mindset, um, the thought downloads and um, you know, showing up as your best self, even when you don't feel like it, even when you Uh, get up in the morning and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to put any makeup. I mean, granted there's days, trust me, where mm -hmm. there's no makeup, you know, I'm in, you know, sweatpants and I'm just lounging. Um, it's my day just to lounge around or whatever. But for the most part, you know, I would say six out of seven days, I get up, I do my hair, I get dressed, I put my makeup on, and it just definitely has a difference in how I show up in every aspect of my day. Yeah, I, you know, and I was going to bring the audience back to that reminder of the the mental, the what I'm sorry, what do you call it again, where you download the mental download? Mental, yeah, the thought download. Yeah, the mm-hmm. thought download. And, you know, it, it reminds me too of how, you know, you want to just get ready and prepare yourself, wash your face, put some, you know, good clothes on in your makeup or what have you. Um, it, it reminds me of even making the bed and, and how just oh, right. the little things it, continuously each day makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, Susan, thank you so much. I mean, you've been 
so wonderful. I've learned some things today. You've got really great advice and wisdom. I'd love to know, um, is there a way that we can get a copy of your book? Yeah, I um, have a link. What I would recommend is that you send me an email. Um, the book is is kind of hot off the presses, so I don't have everything set up yet to. Oh, I love that! The, can you show it again? Send the link. Can you show it? Yes. There it is. There it is. That's a good looking book. I like it. It's very yeah, clean. Thank you. And there's so many other great people who contributed to this book. There's all kinds of topics that will definitely boost your life. So, um, so how do well, we email you? Is that through your website? Um, actually, if you could send it to Susan at lifestyledbysusan.com. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to drop that in the description. So I want all of our audience to know that Every time I have a guest on, I put their contact information in whatever form that they prefer into the description. And Susan, thank you again so much. Is there anything else that you would love to share with our audience while we close? Yeah, no, just stay positive, get up, do your thing and get dressed. And get dressed. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I also want to remind our viewers that the Wellness Driven Life Show is here because of all of your beautiful, wonderful donations, all of your support. We are so, so grateful. This helps us continue to bring this to the whole world and to have wonderful guests on sharing their words, advice, wisdoms, and powerful, powerful stories. You can invest in the Wellness Driven Life Show once weekly, monthly, or even annually. The information is down below and it's also in the description. And you can visit the website, the Wellness Driven Life show.com. And in that, when you donate through that website, you get a beautiful email that you can save for your records. So without further ado, thank you so much for those who showed. If you want to drop comments um, in the section after the fact, if you just so happen to be watching the replay, and we will get back to you in the future. So thanks again, everybody, and have a fabulous day. We'll see you tomorrow.